0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Fathoms, and Enneagram podcast. We're doing another quick episode here, and this time it's me and Drew. I'm um, sad to say our, our buddy Abram is a little under the weather, so feel better. Poor guy. Abram. Yeah. Yes, feel so, better. Yes. So Drew, I hear you have a book coming out. Is it June 23rd? Is that the date? Yes, you heard? That's good. I, I somehow through the grapevine. <laughs> <laughs> a little birdie told me. Yeah,
1: June 23rd is now the confirmed release date so as of recording this we're nearly a month out
0: that's amazing what is it called
1: it is called the enneagram of discernment the way of vocation wisdom and
0: practice wow that's a that's a mouthful that's a title huh that's a title (laughs) so what um just just doing a. we're gonna do a more fuller interview later But can you just give us a quick summary of, I guess, why you wrote the book and uh, what people can expect to get out of it? Sure, sure. So I wrote the book uh,
1: first and foremost because writing is how I learn. So I don't necessarily start to write anything. You know, I've written a few books in the past, um, Mm -hmm. and done some other writing projects. And, and I've never started writing with the understanding or sense that I'm an expert in this subject, Mm. but that I know some things about it and some things I know about it pretty well, but I want to dig deeper and I want to really learn it and know it. And so the best way for me to do that is by writing something about just the way that I'm wired. It helps me, uh, just reinforce and deepen the learning And then uh, the nice kind of byproduct of that is that I can share it with others. So um, Mm. as I was um, really in the thick of my deeper Enneagram study over the past five years, I started to see all these connections and parallels with Mm. the Enneagram and the other work that I do in the realm of vocation and Mm self-awareness and developing a sense of purpose and calling in life and thought, you know, the Enneagram has some really important things to say in these areas, and no one else is really talking about them in the Enneagram community. So I thought I would kind of make my contribution and fill that gap.
0: So there's so many Enneagram books coming out right now. Um, what makes your book something someone would want to read?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) A pretty important one, actually. Uh, But you're right. There are a ton of Enneagram books uh, being launched into the world right now. Yeah. And so mine's different in a few ways. One, I'm definitely charting uh, new territory in the Enneagram conversation. I hope Mm -hmm. so, humbly. Yeah. Uh, But with some confidence that... um, Uh, what I have to say, I think adds to the conversation. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so in that way, it's not a retread or maybe a remix of stuff. Enneagram folks would have already known or read. There's Mm. some really unique stuff in the book. Um, and I think the other thing I bring to it too is my, uh, lens as a professor and a scholar and a teacher. So. The book is heavily sourced and cited. And so you, if you're for the Enneagram nerds out there, you can trace any of the footnotes back and see where I'm sourcing or citing and go down that rabbit trail if you want to. And if you don't want to, that's totally fine. But what I hope it does is it provides, um, some good curation of some of the best knowledge that's out there, not only in the Enneagram world, but some of the other things that I weave into the book, such as neuroscience and wisdom mm-hmm. formation and right. vocation and some of these other main topics in the book.
0: And if anyone was wondering, the extensive show notes are always done by our very own Drew Mosier, something <laughs> that, I would that never is my touch. my
1: contribution, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm ever the researcher,
0: oh. <laughs> so yeah. Yes, well, I mean... You, you are bringing something new to the Enneagram. And I mean, you even got a shout out in uh, Chris Hewart's new book, Enneagram of Belonging. So yeah, I mean, that that, fun. that's that's something. Um, and I understand that he wrote a forward to your book. Is that correct?
1: He did. Still can't believe he said yes to do that. So uh, <laughs> yes. yeah, actually, a lot of these ideas, I was working with a lot of the ideas that are in the book while studying with Chris on an individual level over many months, which was a real joy and a privilege. And Mm -hmm. he was so gracious and kind to take my half-baked ideas and (laughs) and either encourage me, which is often what he did, was say, hey, you got to get these ideas out there. So he really Mm -hmm. encouraged me to write this book and to get these ideas out there. But then also when I was maybe not quite hitting the mark, (laughs) you know, (laughs) give me some... Uh, thoughtful uh, critique that really mm. helped make the ideas in the book better, and so I'm yes. um, really honored that he wrote the forward to the book.
0: Which honestly is such a gift of an integrated eight that oh, yeah. can give such graceful but strong and logical critique. Oh yeah, I, I've experienced that in my own life um, with some some eights in my life. Yeah, um, he really embodies that,
1: not really just does. in in how he engaged me with the book, but in how he just embodies being a human
0: in yeah, this world. Exactly. Yeah, So for people, I mean, you're, you're a college professor. Um, what, why would someone who is already in some level of vocation, why would they want to pick up your book?
1: Yeah. So, uh, Yeah, I think for a few reasons. One, uh, discernment is a lifelong practice. So this idea of what it means to make decisions with a sense of integrity and wisdom, and and put that decision into practice—that's a lifelong task. So the book is not written, even though I, I do work in the college environment. It's not written specifically for college students. It's really written for human beings who are interested. In seeing how their personality type helps and hinders their decision-making. Because as mm-hmm. we know, life is full of millions of decisions, oh, big and small. Yes. And our Enneagram type often shows up in some helpful, but also some harmful ways in every one of those decisions. Mm-hmm. So it really is about uh, how do we live with a sense of wholeness and integrity in life's many decisions. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What's one thing you learned about yourself in this process?
1: Oh, well, um, yeah, picking one, uh, writing a book and then putting it out there is, uh, there's so many metaphors that you can apply. <laughs> It's yeah. it's a marathon, you know, the glamour, any sort of delusions of grandeur or glamour <laughs> that anyone has about writing a book. It's more like training for a marathon. Yeah. You know, you dream yeah. about crossing that finish line. What you don't dream about is getting up every morning and putting in the work. Hmm. So, it's yet again, I think a lesson for me as a dominant type 3 that putting in the work behind the scenes in the quiet of my own office without anyone really knowing about it is really what ends up producing something that is, uh, full of my heart and my integrity and my blood, sweat and tears. Um, when, you know, I might otherwise be prone to just want to go get some sort of instant fix (laughs) for -hmm. gratification or validation. A book doesn't provide that. No. So that's been, it's been a continual lesson, which has been really good for me because it's a slow process.
0: Oof, that's, that's, that's some fire right there. Um, what, uh, is there a moment in your, in your writing process that you felt, um, particularly surprised at yourself?
1: Uh, yeah, I think, you know, there's this, uh, psychological state of flow <laughs> that, um, has long been kind of discussed or talked about or yeah. we're trying to understand it better. I think so we can help people get into states of flow more. But mm-hmm. you know it's it's that zone, you know, that you get in where you kind of lose track of time yeah. and come out of it and realize, I can't believe I just did that. Mm-hmm. And with this book, especially compared to other the other book projects I've been a part of, I found more states of flow with this book um, than I ever expected,
0: hmm.
1: uh, which surprised me because I am a really busy guy. Um, as <laughs> yes. you know, Creek, <laughs> yes, uh, I've got a very busy job. Um, I've got uh, some side hustles. I've got five kids. You know. I, I've Mm -hmm. got a lot going on. And so often my writing comes in just short bursts of like 10 to 20 minutes, which doesn't really lend itself to states of flow. But for this, I was able to find them, um, which was really just gratifying and almost overwhelming sometimes. Mm. Um, But then of course I would always, the doubt creeps in. Like you never know if what you've written is brilliant or just complete garbage
0: (laughs) and oh that is yeah and you know this as a songwriter right songwriter oh my gosh yes yeah
1: and uh so what was really helpful um and vulnerable like so vulnerable for me to do was to send it out to this group of advisory readers readers of in creek you were one of those yes
0: yes
1: and and really to enhance and ratchet up the terror of doing this, most of my advisory readers were dominant type fours like you. (laughs) And the and that may seem silly, but as a type three to send something that's so vulnerable. And so like, you know, just saturated with, uh, all my work and my thoughts Mm. and, and my heart to fours that I care about and trust. And value their opinion so deeply and Mm. knowing that they're going to come back and not pull any punches with me (laughs) because they can't help, (laughs) but be Uh brutally honest, right. You'll tell me what's missing Mm -hmm. to do. That was really scary to be honest. Mm. Uh, But actually the feedback that I received in the midst of the writing process from that group, and they weren't all forced, but from that group was invaluable Uh, To the point that uh, the book is so much better because I chose to share (laughs) the process with others as opposed to just hole up and write and kind of feign that my work was great, you know, and Mm -hmm, secretly mm -hmm. crossing my fingers hoping that others would think so. Right. Um, I actually, I'm really proud of the book. I can say that authentically. That's awesome. Not only because of the work I put in, but because the work that others put in to help Mm. make it better.
0: Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, What's one, um, if for no other reason, give our listeners a reason to pick it up?
1: Oh, okay. Um, Well, we've already talked about a few, so I'll choose something we haven't talked about. Um, In this book, I devote an entire chapter to, and then refer back to it in type-specific ways throughout the rest of the book, but I devote one entire chapter to time orientation. Yeah. And in a way that um, expands prior understanding of the Enneagram and time and is kind of my own truly kind of unique experimental contribution to the field. And then look at the time kind of orientations of each type and then provide uh, a practice for each of those types to embody Mm. that helps them. Uh, live into what I call the fullness of time in order to Ooh. stop living from a very truncated and limited view of time and, and instead live from a fullness of time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what I would say there. There's more, obviously, more I could say. Um, There's so much more. Yeah, yeah. But that chapter alone, it, I think, is a good example of the unique of the book in the overall mm-hmm. kind of landscape yeah
0: no I honestly I mean I've I've read the four sections oh well, I read I've read it at least one and a half times uh, feels like that honors um, so I'm, creek. I'm, yeah <laughs> I am and, and I'm ready to read it again like it's gonna be I'm ready we're, we're gonna be doing an audio book eventually with you so yes. that's gonna be fun um and I'm I'm a big fiend on fiend on audio so um all right, so where can people find find you? Where can they pre-order the book? All those lovely okay. juicy details. Yeah,
1: so you can find me um, on my website, drewmoser.com, that's M-O-S-E-R. Uh, or on Instagram, my primary handle for Enneagram-related stuff is Enneagrammers. So if you find me at Enneagrammers there. And then the book, you can pre-order the book at FallsCityPress.com. If you go to that website, you'll very easily see where to pre-order the Enneagram of Discernment. And that again, that's FallsCityPress.com. And I can say we'll put the link in the show notes since yeah. I write them. You outed me yes, as you do. <laughs> the author of the show notes. Uh, yeah. And it will also, um, upon launch, be available on all, all the other major platforms, um, Amazon, etc. cetera. And there will be an ebook. Like you said, we're working on an audiobook uh, in the future. So that's coming down the road eventually. Um, so that's where you can find it. Awesome. awesome. Oh, I should say, too, I almost forgot. So our publisher, who uh, is an avid listener of Fathoms an Enneagram podcast, <laughs> offered up something uh, very kind and generous to Fathoms listeners that it, when they order, through that uh, fallcitypress.com link and use the code FATHOMSPRE they'll get 20% off of their pre-order copy 20% people
0: that's 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 more than 10% yeah Facts. it
1: is more than 10 yes
0: yes so and we've already priced <laughs> the book to be
1: um, affordable especially when compared to other you know paperbacks that are out there on the Enneagram. yeah and uh, so we're trying to make it as accessible as possible
0: for people. Yeah. It is an easy read. It's, it's really not that large, and it's pretty practical, as you might expect. So go do those pre-order things, and we will talk to you again soon. See ya, Bye, friends. Ruthwork Media Studios.